Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, a podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host, intuitive psychic and medium, Kelly Boyer. Kelly grew up in California, but relocated to Arizona, where she currently resides with her teenage son and five fur children. She has had psychic and mediumistic gifts most of her life. As an intuitive psychic, Kelly can provide insight and direction for her clients. As a medium, she can connect her clients with loved ones who have crossed over. It is a very intimate and soulful connection she makes with her clients and spirit when using her gifts. This path has been an incredible blessing in many ways. It has allowed her to assist clients in locating their missing loved ones, guide people toward their purpose, and help them heal by providing evidence that life continues after death. And now your host, Daniel Jackson, with part one of Medium to Medium. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me, your host, Daniel Jackson. Today we have on our show, Kelly Boyer. Kelly Boyer is an intuitive psychic and medium, and she's also from here in Arizona. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? I am good, Daniel. How are you? Uh, not too shabby, as I like to say. So, um, psychic medium, intuitive medium. Um, what's that mean for you? For me, it means uh, oftentimes when I first meet people, I get an impression or an imprint of who they are. And really what that means is who they are, who, who's their character, what's their soul speaking to me. Right. As an intuitive psychic, I can pick up information, past, present, and I always say probable future because we all have free will to change the trajectory of that. Absolutely. And then as a medium, you know, your, your uncle Earl or somebody can come forward and I'll pick up information on that or have a, I will say, a telepathic conversation in my head of them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, but when you get those messages, are, are they actually coming through as messages, messages, or are they coming through as just a feeling? Or, like, or, or you actually, do you feel as though they are telling something to you, or do you actually see, like, a picture of something that shows you something? I'm going to say yes to both. <laughs> Um, it really depends on how they want to communicate with me or how they want to use my 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 additional senses outside of my five senses. Okay. So sometimes they may come up and literally I'm having a conversation in my head with them and I can hear them as if I'm talking to you. It's gotcha. a regular conversation. Gotcha. There's other times they come in and I get pictures, visions. Um, but a lot of times... When I have, I'm going to say, the privilege to see them outside, they look like, ener the best way I can describe it is like these energy figures. Um, I don't always see their facial features or anything. What I'm really seeing is the the waves, the frequencies that are sure. go, that are kind of bobbing back and forth, I guess is the best way that I can describe it. Yeah, like sometimes when I see them, um or if I just see your general spirit, it's like when you're outside and you see the heat coming off the ground and it's, it's kind of, yes, moving. that's what I see. I yes. See. And, uh, and I see that. And speaking of being outside, one of the things I do enjoy with being outside is seeing that and knowing it's not the heat that what I'm seeing is really spirit. Right. How, how long did it take you to discern the difference between the two? 
So I'm, it didn't really take me long to figure that out. Um, because I was told that that's what it was. And I just had a sense of knowing. So you get, you get messages in a way that is, uh, like you said, it's a, it's an actual message or you're actually getting a picture as Mm -hmm. well too. Uh, and like sometimes when I get those, uh, it's actually like in a video form or like a cartoon. (laughs) So mine's similar to that. Like I describe it as like the old movies where they would flip. Yes. Um, sometimes, I, I do see, I mean, I will see in color, but a lot of times it's in black and white. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I feel like that's just so that I don't get caught up like I, in the, in like the frivolous details that don't, doesn't right. matter that they're right. really highlighting what's um, meant to come through. Right. But I also get really strong feelings, which I oftentimes use my strong feelings or clear sentience as confirmations of what I'm getting. So sometimes when they're bringing a message through for me, they will bring the the feelings that they want me to feel to get a point across. Is that what you mean? Like, like I would do a, me- a reading for someone and then all of a sudden they bring this feeling into me that I start crying. And I, when I do that, I'm, I'm saying this is how strong the message is, is that they, they, they want to make a point of this. They want me to feel the emotions too. So you will know how strong this is. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I, I do get them that way. I, they, they make me feel a lot of things. And then I'm like, I'm like, you really need to know how important this is. Yeah. And I usually the comment that follows that is I wish you could feel this that I'm feeling. Yes. But um, also, it's interesting because, you know, we talk about I, I call them the spirit bumps, but they're goosebumps. Sure. So I'll get like those types of feelings of confirmation. Yeah. Or I it's I, it, I can't even describe how it feels, but if I'm giving a message and I know it's something that they really need and right. I, and I'm hitting the nail on the head, right. Yeah. Cause you have to interpret a lot of times what they're saying. Yes. They'll give me, um, it's almost like they give me this kind of chill, quick chill confirmation. And then I'm like, okay, I'm on it. I know what it is that yeah. I, I, I'm on the right track. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's the weird part of, like you were saying with the, with the bumps too. I, I always tell people when you get in goosebumps and you're hearing music and it's goosebumps, that has nothing to really do with your nervous system. That's your soul so, saying this is, you're connecting with this. Yeah, this is a good vibration. This is something good. So when you get those goosebumps about doing something or, or being in the act of doing something, then that means you're doing something good. Yeah, your soul is definitely speaking to you. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, and then, yeah, I, I also get those too. I get them in sometimes black and white because they want me to focus on what's actually happening and not what's going on in the mm-hmm. background type of thing. Yeah. I have a tendency too that if like sometimes when they come in color, I'm like, Ooh, squirrel, this yeah. is pretty. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, no, I got to focus. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I always try to do that as well. Like if they'll show me something like one time they showed me riding my bicycle that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. around. And I said, but I saw other stuff going on and I was like, I had to figure out what is the actual message they're trying to tell me because they're not pointing it out to me. So mm-hmm. I had to do like the decipher it mm-hmm. and then see, and I was like, Oh, that's me riding my bike. And then I get touched. Yeah. That's you riding your bike. That's what we want you to do. Oh, for what? And I heard health reasons and I was like, Oh, okay. Oh. So that's what I did. But even though there was other stuff going on, that's what I had to focus on. Like yeah. you said, you had that to was focus. the focus. That was yeah. the thing of the picture. <laughs> yeah, it's not always easy to do. Like mm. you said, oh, a squirrel. Oh, well, look at a uh-huh. kitty cat. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. Just, you know, Especially it. when you're reading for someone else and a lot of information comes forward very quickly. 
and I, you know, you're trying to figure, pick out what, what it is that's meaningful for them, what it is that they need to right. hear. Right. Um, sometimes I get stuck and I'm like, I don't even know what this means, but I'm going to describe what it is that I'm seeing. And then it's the oddest thing when they're like, oh yeah, it was those mountains that were way in the back. And you're like, but I'm talking about the picnic that yeah. you're sitting at as just like an example. But, yeah. but yeah, it's not like when when a lot of it is swirling in my head, that's usually when I start saying, you know what, I just have to tell you exactly what it is that I'm seeing because I'm not sure what it is that I'm supposed to tell you. Right. Yeah. Right, because we don't always get the clearest of messages either, even mm -hmm. though we're getting the message mm -hmm. from people. We don't always get it as clear as we want it to be either. We have no. to we have to learn to decipher it. And, and that takes, uh, sometimes it takes a long time, but sometimes those messages come in and I'm like, man, what the hell's going on here? This is... S something weird. Yeah, something weird. Now, now I got to go sit and think about the whole message and try to decipher what it was. Yeah, what is it th saying? Yeah, what are they trying to say? I really do appreciate when they use my hearing or my clear audience because then it's just direct. Right. It, it just comes to me direct and I'm like, oh, this is what it is. Or, you know, or sometimes I just know that this is what it is. And yeah. I, those pictures get a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they get their little, uh, it's like trying to watch a, like a, a TV show and you're trying to focus on all five actors when you're trying to really supposed to focus on one. Yes. Yeah. So uh -huh. it just, it becomes a little overwhelming sometimes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I prefer the, uh, when it comes in, but th the only time I really get the, um, <clears throat> the messages in, in the video form or the cartoon form is when I'm going into meditation or if sometimes I'll just be sitting around and I'll close my eyes and it's like, it's already playing. Yeah, like it had already started before yeah. you were ready. Yeah. Yeah. And so that happens to you as well? Yeah. So oddly, odd that you bring that up because recently um, going into meditation, I feel like I'm psychic spying on people because they're, <laughs> they're showing up and I'm literally like right there with them watching it. And then it's, and then it's all of a sudden like I'm kind of like the best way I can say is I'm sucked out of that and I'm put into like another place. And, um, and I've kind of been sitting there going, is this my imagination? Am I really seeing this? But then when you go somewhere and you see the people who you were psychic spying on, you're right. like, well, wait a minute. So I've had that ha been, ha that's been happening to me a lot more lately. And I feel like I'm like in the middle of interrupting conversations, but I'm not because they don't realize that I'm there. So I'm probably going to creep out people now. They're like, oh my gosh, she's going to show up in my room. <laughs> would you consider that <clears throat> what they call remote viewing? Yes. Oh, yes. Because that's been coming on for me for about a year and a half now. And it, but like you, as I'm, I'm guessing, um, or not guessing, uh, you're not in control of it. It just happens. That's correct. And, <clears throat> and it's funny that you bring up remote viewing because I, I've been exploring um, the, have you ever heard of the remote viewing or military a long time ago used to do it? They used to do experiments on them? Well, well they, they used it actually. Um, do you know where they used it? I don't know all of the details, but I was really intrigued by the fact that you could re like you could remote view. <clears throat> so I, Right down the street. Oh, is that where it started? Yes. I'm not surprised. They w they used to do experiments on people back in the 60s and 70s with yeah. that there. Yeah. And they, when Spirit told us that we were going to move out here, and then they had guided me to touch on a map where we were going to move to, and I pointed my finger and had my eyes closed, and I opened up, and they said yes. 
Sierra Vista. Interesting. What's in Sierra Vista, the largest intelligence base in the United States? Right, yeah. Where they did these experiments on people and, yeah. 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 So, but these, this uh, remote viewing is, again, from what, so I didn't know where it was coming from and I asked them, uh, maybe this will help you, uh, one of your abilities that you're able to do, this came along with it. So no, like so you know like when you get you get a new channel on your cable and then other channels come with it you get extra channels. Yes, that's what you got. That's <clears throat> awesome to know. But it's now yeah. it's up to you uh, to decide if you want to further it. You, you're given it, so now you can try to further it if you want to. You you can, but I mean I I you know I, the <clears throat> way that I see it is anything that I'm given is really a gift. And that I have a responsibility to do something with it. Right, right. So for me, like I, like you were saying, it's right now. It's not something that I can control. So now my goal is to con- control it. Right. Right. Because I don't want to be a creep around people. But <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think it's? Uh, I mean, you're always coming around other people, or like I've, I've been in places that all of a sudden, like I was, I was sitting in my room meditating, and then. Next thing you know, my, it's your consciousness is somewhere else is what is going on. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> you're seeing the things that are going on around you. And I was actually able to, I was outside of my own home watching cars going by, saw my truck, her car, saw the kids down the street playing, and then I saw a car go by. And as I was watching the car go by, sitting in my room, I could hear the car go by. So that's how I knew that's what was going on. But sometimes they'll show me a picture and it's like I'm at somebody's house and they are watching TV. And I don't know if I'm actually seeing it through their eyes or my consciousness is just there in the same place. And they're always watching cartoons or something. I'm like, why am I here watching cartoons in somebody's (laughs) house? So, yeah, trying to decipher it. uh, That's a little bit harder to decipher, don't you think? I Yeah, I do think so. Um, Why is it going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why that's when I come a lot of times when I come out of meditation, I'm like, why did this just happen? So I have a tendency to sit there and really like really question, like, why is this happening? Like, why was I there? What it was like, what is my purpose of what I need to do? Um, You know, and then when I ask spirit, uh, all I hear is because you needed to be there. And I'm like, okay, well then I'm going to trust that that's what it, what it is. Um, but then as it continues to unfold, I'm like, okay, I'm learning something. Um, there's something I'm supposed to do with this. Do you ever feel like you're not learning anything? No, I, I'm, I feel like I'm always a student. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something and I, I'm supposed to learn from it. And then again, it's like, I feel like it's my my duty to do something with it. And now that thing that you're learning is now coming a part of your Rolodex. Yes. Things that you can do now. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's hanging out there in my toolbox. Yeah. And I I don't always use them when I'm doing readings for people, but it is something that I can do. Mm -hmm. And, and if I feel that I need to do it, then I know I can just pull from the, from the toolbox and I'm ready to go. So I think that one of, and I know that I should ask, but I haven't yet. Um, some stuff that, like just this week, I've had a lot of stuff unfolding for me, like a lot of really good stuff. Um, one of the things is, 
and, and I'll tie this back into like the remote viewing is I just recently um, passed my test to become a volunteer for the Find Me group. Have you ever heard of that? No. What is it? Tell us. Explain it. So the Find Me group is, it actually started by a former law enforcement officer who used a psychic to help in a, an investigation that he wasn't able to crack. Sure. And the psychic gave him exactly the information that he needed. So he decided to take that a bit further and use it in helping families and working with law enforcement to find missing people. Right. And I've always been um, very attracted to just wanting to help to find people, whether they're, you know, whether they're alive or they're dead. But right. I feel like there's a sense of peace that comes in knowing what's happened. Um, so I decided I was going to try to um, become a volunteer. So I just passed my test to become a volunteer. Well, I realized that um, the remote viewing is something that's really important in that. Sure, sure. Um, what, what kind of test is it? I mean, does somebody walk in a room and sit down and go, all right, Kelly, what am I thinking? No, <laughs> what it was is I was actually given pictures from former cases. All it was was a picture and a first name. And they wanted to see what kind of... Yeah, and they're like, well, what's the information? There were some questions that I had to ask, like, is this person still alive or is he deceased? How did they die? And then, um, so I, that's the first time I've ever actually just stared at a picture with like a first name. Um, but I was like, you know what? I really believe that if this is what I'm supposed to do, spirit will, dri will, will right. drive me to do it yeah. and, every, and the information that comes will be correct. Yeah. So I, I did pretty well. My, I'm not going to lie. My nerves did get the best of me because, you know, you hear the word like test and you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to pass. Um, but, yeah, so now I'm going to be volunteering. And so a few times a month I'll get a few cases that I'll work on. And hopefully my information will bring some bring some peace to people. Are they, <clears throat> in a safety way, are they going to, when they give you the information and they get, they get all this information for you, mm -hmm. Are you so people have asked me if I wanted to do that mm -hmm. and I said no and they said they asked me why you could help a lot of people I said I could but if someone goes to court and then they find out that I was the one that helped them the bad guy's going to come after me not you me so I'm putting myself at risk there and I could be helping a lot more other people not having to put myself at risk so are they going to keep you, well, we got some information from a psychic? Yes. But not, but not name the psychic? Yeah, so it's anonymous. And, and really how it works is that, you know, I turn in my information and there's other intuitives that work for that. So there may be a bunch of us working on the same case right. and they're going to compile all of that information. Because each person has their specialty that what they can get information for. Exactly, yes. So I can tell you, I don't feel like my life would be at risk. Um, I, again, I don't feel that spirit would put me in a place or a position that's going to put me at risk. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel very, I feel very comfortable about it and confident in it. And I feel really grateful that, you know, I, I put my, I put it out there. Well, I'm going to say spirit, put it in my lap <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, and then it, it's, it, it's, it, it all unfolded how it's supposed yeah, to. So they're, they're bringing you this information because this is what they want you to do. Mm -hmm. They want you to be a part of this. And that's why you feel as though you need to be a part of it because that's them telling you. You need to be a part of this. Yeah. And you, you can. You can help a lot of other, other people. And, and hopefully, like I, I've done that before where I talked to a woman um, 
one of the big reasons I stopped doing it is because I talked to a woman. She wanted to know some information. And then after I gave her the information, the only thing she wanted at that point was revenge. And she was going to go mm -hmm. to this guy's house and she was going to stalk him and do all this. I said, you're going to do that and put yourself in prison. I don't care. My, she, he killed my daughter, so I'm going to do what I need to do to yeah. him. And I was like, oh, man. So I, at that point, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore because, because you, again, like we talked about, you don't know what people are going to do with their free will. Exactly. You give them the information. You hope and pray that they are going to do the right thing, but you never know. And I've, I've been put in those situations, too, where they're like, hey, can you help me with this information? And um, first, I check to see if it's information that's for them or if they're trying to be nosy about someone else. If it's, yeah. And if I get, no they're nosy about someone else. It's literally like spirit will cut it off and I'll tell them, no, I, I always call it psychic spying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not psychic spying on someone else because this has nothing to do with you. Right. Because they're going to help you for the greater good and not for just the uh, inquiring minds. Exactly. Because you know, people are nosy. They, they want to know, well, what's going on? What's going on with my neighbor's house? Well, I'm not going to tell you that it's not any of your business. <laughs> right. Right. Because, uh. because in, in the, like in the world right now, you know, we have uh, we have money problems, we have mm -hmm. famine, we have uh, war problems and all that stuff, but everybody else is concerned what happens to Johnny Depp. Right, exactly. Right, no. So um, so I feel like I'm very fortunate because even if it is something that is connected to that person, right. the first question I'm always asking, is this going to be for their highest good? If I get a no, I tell them, no, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Good for you. Uh, if I get a yes then I know that I can proceed. But I, I, but I do it very cautiously because, yeah. um, and I feel like, again, I feel like that's very spirit driven that I, I'm only going to get what they need. Right. And that's what I ask for because I, I may be flooded with the, with the whole story and may, and I would never want to say too much. So I only ask, is it for their highest good? Please only give me the information that they need. Right. And so I feel like uh, when I ask that, spirit is really knowing what's in their heart of right. hearts of what they're going to do. And it's going to connect with that part that they need. Yeah. Not, not, none of the other crap that comes along. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So if somebody just comes up and they're like, you know, Johnny's over here or like, you know, something happened to Johnny and I need to know. And even if they're connected and I get, no, they're going to do something bad, bad with it. I just right. tell them, sorry, no, I'm getting, I tell them spirits cut me off. I can't read yeah. for you. Yeah. And, and that's your way of cutting it off. So mm -hmm. you don't have to, at that point you're cut off. So now you don't have to explain why they're cutting it off. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I did a, live reading one time and a girl came through and she asked me a question. She wanted to know if her, her, her brother had been murdered or not. And I, and I asked them, I said, is this okay to tell her? And they said, yeah. And I said, should I tell her everything now? And they said, yeah, because it's going to make a point for everybody. And I said, okay. And I said, yeah, your brother was murdered. They, uh, they made it look like a suicide, but, uh, but he was actually murdered. And she said, yeah, they, I think they made it look like a suicide. And I said, well, how did he die? And he said, she said, oh, he was found on some railroad tracks cut in half. And I said, Oh, okay. <clears throat> I said, yeah. Uh, I said, but there's a reason why your brother was murdered. And she said, why? And I said, because your brother's a piece of shit. I said, your brother was someone who did what he wanted to do. Your brother was into drugs and into drug dealing. And I never asked her that. And then she said, and she, <clears throat> I didn't pay attention to the comment section. I said, but your brother was dealing with some people who were horrible people, which was your brother was a horrible person. As he wasn't liked by anybody, and but he was horrible. And then because he was with this crowd of people, a, a bad drug deal went down, and they murdered him for it. 
And, and I said, so if I'm correct, I want you to put it in the comment section. You are correct, Daniel. And as I, as I went into the comment section, <clears throat> she kept, everything I was saying, she kept saying, you're correct, Daniel. You're correct, mm -hmm. Daniel. You're correct. I said, yeah. So, you know, finding out the information, if it's going to put some, some peace of mind to you, great. And that's all fine and dandy. But if you're finding out information because you want to go out and do something horrible mm -hmm. after that, then... No, that this is not a good idea. Yeah. So, not a good <clears throat> intention put behind yeah. that, right? Yeah, so you want to tell them hopefully just the part that uh, that is going to help them. But they wanted me to tell them this whole thing so to let them know that, you know, you know your brother was not a good person. <laughs> so why do you really need this information? If you know that he was doing some bad things, it's not really still, it's still not going to bring any helpfulness to your heart because you already know your brother's a piece of crap that's why mm -hmm. so you know but uh, but she needed to hear the truth so she could stop asking the questions because, because apparently she told me she went to a bunch of different mediums and no one could give her an answer oh and that was yeah. that was a shame but i yeah but i want to ask you a question because i had this happen to me a couple times where I had someone come to ask me questions, a woman came to ask me some questions, and then when I gave her the answer, she said to me, oh, yeah, that's what the other three mediums just told me. Oh, yes, I've had that happen. <laughs> and, you know, the way it, it, even though it's frustrating when you hear that, and I use the term frustrating lightly because it's a lot more than that, yeah. Um, I just kind of have to walk away and be like, you know what? This isn't about me. This was about her. And she's probably going to go to five other mediums asking the exact same question. Yeah. And you know what? I, I did what I, I gave the right answer. I did what was right. And yeah. I, I'm just going to let that dog lay. <laughs> yeah. The lion dog just lay there. <laughs> yeah. That one lady, she asked me some questions and then asked me about a previous reading I did with her. I couldn't remember, but when she said one thing, I said, Oh yeah, you're trying to open a business here in town. I remember all that stuff. And, and, uh, and I said, how'd that go? She's, and I told her not to open it. And she said, oh, but I opened it. I said, yeah, well, how'd that go? Because I told her how it was going to end. And she said, yeah, it ended like you said. And I said, yeah. And now I owe somebody like 10 grand. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I said, so you didn't listen to me then. Are you going to listen to me now? And then that's when she came out with the, yeah, the other three mediums told me the same thing. And I, I worked it through mine thinking I still gave her the answers. But the, the issue was is she's just someone who doesn't like the truth. Mm -hmm. and, or she's find, trying to find her own truth. And she keeps searching for it no matter what. She's still going to get just the truth, you know. So, right. Because, uh, you know, they want some, uh, they want some, uh, some, a quality answer that's going to come to them, but they're hoping for a different answer. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, but you're, when you get the truth, you know, when you get validation, what else are you really? I was going to say, there is no other way to go. Like, it's, <clears throat> that's just what it is. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've had that happen and I'm just... I'm just kind of like, okay, next. <laughs> do you have a, um, do you draw a line of somewhere where, of people you will or will not do reads for? Like I will not do a reading for anyone who's under the age of 18 because most of them, their children, they don't understand these things. So I'm going to say yes. And I would be lying if I said I didn't recently do a reading for someone. He's 17. He's getting ready to graduate high school. And you just see the agony on his face of just needing to know which direction, you know, the, the hard things in life. What school do I need to go to? Right? right. But normally, no, I don't. I mean, I don't do readings for anybody under the age of 18 because the truth of the matter is, is their life around like at that time is going to be 
drastically changing and moving into different directions and um they need i I just heard they need to find their way first yeah Yeah, they do um yeah they're so indecisive yeah so if you tell them something they're still going to be indecisive about it exactly so i'm gonna say no i don't normally do it and really i did it as a favor because i could just feel this i could feel this kid he just wanted to pick the right school and you know he had i know I, i could feel and see where his focus was it was just like, well, which direction? Like, which way do I get to that focus? Right, because um, what is, to him, what is the right school? If somebody else's idea of a right school and his idea of a right school are two different things. Exactly. So what's he going for? Oh, because there's a lot more pretty girls there and they do a lot more partying or mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go here and learn something. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and he is very goal-driven. Yeah. So, uh, so I did do that for him. So here's my other, here's my question to you, if okay. you don't mind. I love questions. Since we're talking about kids, because recently what I've been having going on is that I will be doing readings for readings for moms. <laughs> and they're like, can you tell me about my kid? Like what's going on with my kids? And I, like, I get it. They want to know and they want to make sure that they're taken care of. Yeah. But I did have a reading where somebody came up and they're like, they scheduled it. I was thinking it was for them, but really she was, she just wanted to ask questions about all of her kids. So basically she wanted me to do a reading for all of her children. And, um, and I am not going to lie. I, I did it. But then afterwards I was kind of thinking, mm, I don't know. I, I don't think that I would do that again. Um, yeah. People, when they come to me, they ask me a lot of stuff about themselves, but then they do drag their family members into it. Why is my son doing this? Why yeah. is my daughter doing that? Should I be concerned with this? And, and I do tell them the information, but I also tell them at the same time, you know, they're just kids. Right. Kids do dumb shit. Why? Because they're kids, because they haven't learned how to do the correct thing. Exactly. But, no again, impulse control. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. but they're, they're, their idea of an emergency is a different idea of an emergency for us. Mm-hmm. You know, their idea of an emergency is because, uh, because uh, he got a text message from a, a girl that she likes him, and that's an emergency. He better do, go do that right away. Right. You know, but yeah, but uh, when they ask me different questions about certain things, I will try to guide them. But I also tell them, you know, you can give your your children guidance, but they have to learn their lives. They have to learn their lessons and build their own purpose. So, again, they you didn't want your mom and dad telling you how to live your life, right? No. Well, they don't want you living telling them how to live their lives either. They want to do it themselves, you know. Yeah. They might have, So let him ask you a question if it's okay. And then and then you being the parent goes and, and tries to set them in a certain way. But ultimately, like the rest of us, the decision comes down to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to go through it? So yeah, I, I will still give them the information. But I, I myself do not do readings for anyone in, under 18. Yeah. And I, I'd never really thought about that until I did a, a reading somewhere. I was doing a bunch of readings at this place. And these people said, uh, this one woman was telling me about her kids, her two grandkids. But her two grandkids she was telling me about were 16 and 17. When she brought her two grandkids in to have a reading, they were six and eight. Oh, no. Yeah, I would be like, sorry, I can't do this for you. And me answering <laughs> questions to them about their dead grandmother who just passed away. All they did was bawl their eyes out. Oh, no. So I tried to comfort them in that. And then I figured, okay, I asked, asked answered two questions. We're done here. And what did the parents turn around and do? Okay, ask them another question. Are you freaking serious? Why would you put your kid through them 
asking me questions. I tell them the answer. They ball their eyes out about it. And now you see that, but you're going to do it again. Mm. And that went on for like a few minutes, a few more minutes until I said, you know, we have to stop. Yeah, we got to call this reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not you're not interjecting as the parents that you should be. I'm going to do yeah. it for you. So, yeah. So at that point, that's when we went on my website and said no one under 18. Yeah. So on my website, I do have that in my terms and conditions that no one under 18. Uh, just for those purpose, like the, those all those reasons that we've talked about. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know if this happens to you or not, but. You know, sometimes I do get information from children, but then when I, you know, when, when, when I move forward with it, it's almost like I'm seeing all these different paths that they can take because they're, they're not grown yet. Right. And it's like information overload. Yeah. So, you know, if I have a parent that's coming in and they're like, you know, what's little Johnny going to do? And little Johnny's only 12. I can be like, well, little Johnny can do this. He can do this. He can do this. He can do this because this is the way his life has been set up when he came in yeah. to have these opportunities. Yeah. As, as we all, yeah. as we all do, as we're, as we're young, there's so many opportunities that just depending upon which one we take. That's yeah. Cool. But for, but for Johnny to, to try to decide what he's going to do at 12 and you decided to do at your 40, that's two different things. Exactly. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, I can read children, but I think that it's just hard in that sense to be able to do that. I mean, I have read um, where families have come in and they're like, I really think that there's a spirit that's visiting them. And then I check into that and I'm like, well, you know, it's it's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and grandma's the one that's sitting on the bed with them at night. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, I mean, I'll do the, I'll do those types of things because the, you know, the child needs to be comforted because they're not understanding what's happening. Yeah. But I feel like it comes also with having to coach the parent on how to, to talk about that with them, to yeah. encourage them and be, and tell them that it's okay and it's safe. And this is how you keep yourself safe. Absolutely. I, I do the same exact yeah. thing, but then I turn it around for them to say, Hey, well, you know what? If your kid is talking about your grandmother and it's a good thing going on here, why don't you, instead of ask me, ask your child to ask grandma what's going on and then get information. And they always say, I never thought to do that. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, you have a, you have, you know, you, you, you have a, a, a pot of gold sitting there and you have someone who can actually go get that pot of gold but you're coming to me for the answers. I, I, I totally agree. I say the same thing. I'm like, if you want to know, I just ask them like, and, and, and I always encourage to continue to developing it right? because it really, I mean, besides being able to help other people, but it really does help you yeah. as you're growing up and, you know, you get in situations and you really need to just learn how to trust what it is that you're hearing, you're seeing, you're feeling, and know that, 100 percent that you're being that you're being led in the right direction yeah I, I just talked to somebody i did an interview on somebody else's show and and her daughter has this as well and i try to tell her hey you got to show what your daughter tell your daughter what's important and show her what's important so she doesn't get mixed up with the rest of the world but that at, at the end of the day when she was back on facebook she was posting 100 selfies and she was having her daughter post 100 selfies too and getting away from what's really important needing to know that you don't need to post 100 selfies because if you're doing that, you, you have a, a self-esteem problem. You can mm-hmm. Go get that fixed and then talk to her and let her know you don't have to look for uh, acknowledgement from other people all the time. You, you can just acknowledge yourself and right. feel good within yourself. But she didn't get that part and kind of like fought against me. And I said, well, you know what? And that's up to you. But I can't help you there anymore because if you're not going to try to help your daughter, 
I can't help you either. We'd be, it'd be like two divorced parents fighting against each other. Right. Not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. You know, yeah. Move on. You just kind of have to pick your battles, right? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, it's hard because you, you get information for people. They want answers. You give them the answers. You tell them, okay, now this is what you need to do next. And they don't. Right. And then they come. Sometimes I've had them come back to me and say, you know what? Everything you told me, Daniel, didn't work out. And I go, well, wait, let me find out why. And they go, oh, I'm going to tell you. I said, no, let me find out why, because you're not going to tell me the truth. And uh, I ask, and I go, oh, because you tried to turn it around using your ego, and you wanted to make it a little bit better instead of doing what the Spirit actually told you to do. I said, you wanted an answer from God. You got it, and you didn't like it. So you tried to change it around. They go, yeah, how'd you know that? I said, because it's me you're talking to. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the fucking medium over here. I, I know. So <laughs> right? I know you're lying because you're going to lie because that's what you did in the first place to, to change it around. And they go, yeah, yeah. And pe- people ask me about that, you know. But does that make you sad? No. It doesn't make me sad. No. You have to just kind of hope that they do the right thing. Yeah. And and I, I think part of the reason why they come back to you and they're like, it didn't work out that way. And you're checking into it and you're like, well, I like you're, I know why it didn't because you didn't listen. Right. Yeah. But you know, they come back at you because instead of blaming or taking accountability for their own action, right. they're, they're wanting to point the finger. So they're going to point right. the finger at you. And then sometimes what I do is I'm like, okay, well let's walk this back. And as we walk it back and, um, and the information is coming back in of like what I told them. And I say, did you do a, <clears throat> well, no, because I was, I had this, this, and this. So I decided to do this. Well, that's where it started to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of taking four steps, I just wanted to take one. And get yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, I I did a reading for a woman one time. This was right in January of 2020, so COVID hadn't hit yet. And she came to me and said, I want to go on some cruises. Can I go on some cruises? And I said, no, you're not going to go on cruises. But I said, no one's going to go on cruises. And she said, what do you mean? I said, just no one is. And I, and that's she says, can you describe that? I said, no, I'm just getting an answer. No one will. But you're not going to go on any cruises. But also, uh, you can't go because you don't have enough money to go. You you need to save your money. I said, because uh, you're you're spent all the time. And she says, I don't know what you mean by that. But 10 minutes into the conversation, it came out that she said, yeah, I'm living day to day because all my credit cards are, yeah. are maxed out. And I said, yeah, so that's why you can't go on a cruise. You have to fix your credit first. Uh-huh. How long is it going to be before I go on cruises? I said, about three years. Oh, no, I just went to three mediums. They all said I'm going to be going. I said, no, mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. She called me later and wanted a refund because I didn't give her the answer she wanted and not the answer she needed. Yep. But then when I talked her through it, then she said, okay, I understand now. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But then February came and then nobody was going on cruises. Right. <laughs> you're all ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but do you get... Do you get answers like that too? Like I got that answer that no one was going on cruises, but they didn't say why. Yes. But so, then it just came. Yeah. Like sometimes I get, people will ask me questions and I'll answer them that, that way and they'll be like, why? And I'll be like, I don't know. I'm not being told. Right. Like that's, that's what we need to know right now. Yeah. It's a need to know basis. Yeah. Or I, you know, sometimes I think, you know, spirit is, is giving us those answers and we may not know it yet because Let's let's face it, like the energy that we put behind stuff still continues to manifest and maybe right. hasn't completely manifested yet to a right. point where that we would understand. Right. So uh, sometimes I get that. Like I, I'll hear it's still in the works and I'm like, OK, well, it's manifesting and it could still be changing. Yeah. So because let's face it, we live in I mean, 
in the physical world and in the spirit world, we're, it's very fluid and it's always moving and changing. And, yes, because and even though you're making decisions to change something, other people also are making decisions. They, that, they bump into each other right? and another course. That can, uh, that can affect you. I always yes. use that example when, people, when I'm explaining in the beginning, this is what I do. When I'm a medium, I do this. When I'm a psychic, because a lot of people really want to know, oh, tell me about my future. And so I just, so one of the things I explained to them is I can give you the probable future of what I'm seeing in this moment. Right. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I said, well, what it means is, is that I could give you information to tell you to turn right and you're going to turn left and that's going to change the trajectory of your, of what you're doing. I said, or you may decide you're, you're on the right path and you're going to do something. I said, but we don't realize that we're affected by millions and billions of other people making decisions. And if somebody makes that one wrong decision that crosses your path unexpectedly, I said, it's going to change change it. Yeah. And so, um, so one of the things I, uh, the other question that I always get are those people that are like, so, uh, when can I come back and see you again? Or you get those people that are scheduling with you week after week. Yes. Um, yes. So (laughs) I'm curious, how do you handle that? I'm wondering if we, if we handle it the same, (laughs) uh, I, Whenever, whenever I do my live reading shows, I, I always tell people, and, and even when, before they leave, I always tell them it's okay to get a reading once in a while, but it's not a good idea to get one every week. And they say, why not? I said, because you have to live your life. Mm-hmm. I can give you information, but I can't tell you to live your life. I, and I always tell them, I'm not your personal uh, um, fortune teller. I'm right, not, yeah. I'm not, held, I'm not here to, because if, if I give you all the information you're not going to have the experience and that's what you're here to do to have the experience. Right. You can get a reading with me like once every three months. That's yeah. I say between four, between four and six months. Yeah. Because the other thing too, uh, that I also tell them is, you know, I'm going to give you a reading this week in this moment, you come back next week. I said, have you even been able to put any of that information into effect? Like it hasn't even had time to, to start to build and And, create for you. What's the usual answer? Yeah. Yeah. They come back. They're like, no, I didn't. I haven't worked on it. Yeah. So be, and the truth of the matter is, is they have any, they, or they run into, you're going to tell them this, this is what's going to happen. So I'm just going to let it happen. And people don't realize that we can give you information, but you, again, it goes back to living your life and having that experience and needing to take action towards it. You can't yes. just sit back and wait and be like, Oh my gosh, I hope I hit the lottery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I always tell them when they ask you a lottery question, what's the lottery numbers? I said, well, if I knew the lottery numbers, you think I'd be sitting here talking. To you? <laughs> I say the same thing. I'm they're, like, they're not, we're not here to, if you're meant to, win a million dollars that's great but that's because you are not that person but if you are meant to win a million dollars it's not winning the million dollars that's the important thing it's what you do with it and if you just use it on yourself guess who's coming back again because you screwed it up yeah or better yet if i have the winning lottery numbers i don't think that i'm going to share them (laughs) no absolutely not those are mine those were given to me and downloaded to me for me no am i going to win the lottery today daniel no, no, you're not. <laughs> Go get a ticket. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, I do get that question all the time. Oh, what are the lottery numbers? I'm like, I don't play the lottery, so I couldn't even tell you. I don't have that experience to tell you what numbers or how to pick them. <laughs> the, the lady who wanted to go on the cruises actually said to me, you mean the spirit isn't going to come down here and fix my life for me? 
And I said, they are not magical beings from some other realm that's going to come here and fix your life. If you screwed up your life, it's up to you to fix it. But what they will do is help you to make better decisions so right. you can fix it. They're trying to ease you through your life. They're not going to live your life for you. That's what you're here doing, learning to live your life. And free will. Like, you have the free will to do whatever you want. And right. And... Uh, you know, under the laws of spirit, they cannot, inter- they can't interfere with that because you're, you've come here, you volunteered to come here to make decisions, <laughs> to make decisions, live your life, have an experience. And, you know, and the goal is, is to learn so you don't have to return. Right. right, <laughs> That's right yeah. I'm like, learn so you don't return. <laughs> you are, you are learning to do the human experience. Yes. Do. And then when you get done with this information, you go back and report it. But people also, you know, you're learning. Some people learn to have cancer. Some people learn mm-hmm. to have uh, broken limbs. Some people learn to have six or seven car, uh, car accidents. Some people learn, uh, for some reason, they have to have seven DUIs instead of just one and learn. But yeah. as I tell people, you walk through a door, there's a nail on the floor. You trip over the nail. What's the lesson learned? Go get a hammer, bang the nail, and walk through the door freely. Or you're one of those people who trips over the nail yeah. the rest of your life. Fix if, it, right? Yeah, if you go out with a guy and he's a piece of crap and the next one's a crap and the next one's crap, what do you do then? You make a decision to go out with someone. Obviously, they had some type of commonality thing that you thought was attractive, but apparently the other common thing is they're all pieces of crap. Well, pick something different. Yeah. See how that works. And if that doesn't work, choose again. But don't choose to do the same thing over and over again yeah. because they're... You're still because of you choosing the same guy. You're gonna. You're the reason why you're getting pieces of crap. Yeah. You can't blame it on them. Just like people who, in your life, if they are a negative person, if they are in your life, it's because you allowed them to be in there. If they come back in your life, you can't blame them because you allowed it to happen. Exactly right. Yeah. Because free, free will. Exactly, and and I think that's one of the things that we we've been conditioned to lose is yes. accountability for ourselves. Yes. And so we're always looking somebody somewhere externally, something else to blame. To, to blame. But the truth of the matter is, is we are here. We are learning our experience. And yes. whether you choose right or wrong, you're accountable for either action. Yeah. I tell them, I always tell them there's no really right, no wrong, no epic failures, no mistakes, none of that. There's two things in this world you're making decisions for and only two you're ever going to make decisions for. What works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, quit fucking doing it. But not everybody can because they can't figure out. But you're going to have to do a lot of things that don't work for you to figure out what does, does work, work for, for you. you. Yeah. But if you're, if you're constantly just, then you're not learning. Yeah, exactly. Learning. And then guess what? You're returning. Returning. <laughs> you're not coming learning. back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to steal that from you. Not learning, returning. Yeah, yeah. But we, as I tell people, you know, we... We are always, we are fulfilling our purposes as helping other people just for the sake of helping, not because you can, because you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and we do that throughout all of our lives that we come here, but they would like us to actually do it a lot more. But they know that sometimes life gets in the way or mm-hmm. decisions we make gets in the way. And so they also know that if you don't complete it this time, We'll just bring you back again and you'll do it again. Yeah, you'll get another chance. Yes. We as those beautiful white light souls are going, yeah, man, this is cool. I get to go back down and do physical things and all this (laughs) stuff. But 
you've been here so many times. I tell people all the time now that you, you're here now with cars and computers, but you've been here a bunch of times and there was, there was nothing. You were you were you know, you were walking around a tree and shit in the tree because that was the that was the tree that everybody shit behind. So right. yeah, so but so the next time you come in. This stuff might be gone too. Yeah, know that. So try to get it done this time. Do me a favor. And they and I always spirit knows that they want me to tell people to try to get it done so they don't have to come back again. Yeah, and all over again. Because who wants to come here forty times? You know, I mean, yeah, we yeah. Know, we know lives are are not always easy. It, but you know, as I tell people, if life was meant to be meant to be easy, what would be the point of living? If you were given everything in your life, you wouldn't appreciate the things that you do have. Exactly. So praying is not for asking for more than you're supposed to have. Praying is ask, is giving thanks for what you do have. <laughs> uh, but people just can't seem to. Well, uh, I'm the football player, and my, our team wants to win the game. But no, our team wants to win the game. Well, we have a rule here that only one team wins the game. Did God not ask answer my pra- prayers because we didn't win the game? No. no, you were the one who set the rules, not me, buddy. You know exactly. I'll try to help you, but you know. Yeah. But God bless you. No, God bless us once He put you here. He wants us to figure out the rest. Yeah. Pretty much, right? So when when did you when did you figure out that you were different, or as back in the day, you were weird? So. In all honesty, I, I figured that out pretty early that I just wasn't like other people. Um, <laughs> were you very young? Were you? A kid? Yeah, I was. I well, you know, I was thinking about this this morning before I was coming over here, and I don't know why this was put into my awareness, but I had this tea set, and growing up, I was not into dolls or you know maybe GI Joe dolls, but. <laughs> But, you know, play G.I. Joe and stuff. But I wasn't into dolls. I was very much like a tomboy. But I remember I got this tea set. And I can't even tell you where I got it from. But I could feel that the... It was weird because I could feel like the energy of it was just really important. And I was very young. I want to say I was probably... I mean, I was probably like four, four, about four years old when I got this tea set and this thing meant everything to me. But what I learned is that when I set the tea set out, people would come visit me and I would have friends. What people would call your imaginary friend. Yes, exactly. But they're not. They, they're not. But, you know, and I would play with them and I would talk to them and we would have conversations. And I remember, you know, my dad coming in going, who are you talking to? And then he would think, oh, well, I was just playing. But I'm like pointing at my friend going, you know, I'm talking to so-and-so and I'm talking to so-and-so. And what happened was this my revered tea set right because I didn't want to ever let it go and even when the box was like disintegrating I was like no I can tape it up but as I was playing with this and I was bringing people in and we were having fun and I was feeling comforted and safe the the reaction that my dad was having and even my mom sometimes even though I swear my mom is also gifted (laughs) um, the reaction that he would have made me feel like um that there was something wrong with me. Yeah. And so I just kind of chalked it up as like, well, my family thinks I'm weird. But then as I started getting older and, you know, things would come to me and I would tell people, oh, no, don't do that because this is what's going to happen. And then it would really happen. Sure. Then I was the I was the creepy kid, the crazy kid. And so, of course, being young and going through that, you start to realize that you get like a bit outcasted. So then sure. you want to start to conform. Yeah. So I started push, pushing it away because it doesn't ever go away. Do you think you they just, were kind of 
almost scaring you out of it. Like this is, we don't want you to do this. Yeah. Because you know, good for you. It's that thing called judgment, right? Yeah. You don't want to be judged. You want to be accepted. So, so for a long time, um, I just ignored it. Like I really tried to just ignore it, but it was, you know, it's like that thing, that thing that's always knocking at the door and doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Um, so I, I did that for a long time because I just wanted to feel, (laughs) I hate to use the word normal, but it's normal to what society thinks, right? Right. Not your normal, their normal. Yeah. And so for a long time, I just pushed it aside. Uh, I'll be honest. I, even into adulthood, I pushed it aside. Um, I think when I started trusting it again was when I became a probation officer, but you know, in anything that's like probation or law enforcement related, it's called that cop intuition, right? Right. So I just chalked it up to that because I would be able to anticipate where people were before they were supposed to be there. And, you know, you get your kudos and your high fives, but they just, it was just luck. Yeah, it was luck or it's okay. I mean, they want us to think it's okay to trust your intuition, but... Where does your actual intuition come from? They, again, science wants to get into it and wants you to believe it's just your brain and all that. Right. Stuff. But, but no, it's a feeling you get inside of you. You, When you see a car in front of you and you get that feeling that says, don't pass the car, don't pass, don't the, pass car. the car. Don't pass the car, yeah. But some people pass the car, then you're in the hospital talking to them and you say, hey, what happened? And they say, you know, I just knew. And when they say that, that means, yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't do what was told to them to do. So, so that's when I... That's when I really started trusting it. But I guess not really knowing what, like I wasn't educated on what it was, right? Um, The other thing that I was really good at is that, you know, my clients would sit in front of me and I would just know what they needed. Right. And I would get, you know, and I would be like, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is what you need. And of course, again, it goes into, they can always choose what they want to do. They don't have to do it. They can do it. But, you know, it's just, I just knew and I remember my probation partner going, how do you know all these things? And I'm like, I just know. And then I just trust it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so to be honest, again, after I left probation and I moved out here, I kind of shut it off again because I didn't want to be the weird person um, going into like a new environment, like new people that I was going to be meeting at work. But really what triggered it again for me is I got into... <laughs> I'm going to say by, by standards, I got into a really bad accident and literally walked out of it without a scratch, a pain or anything. And, um, just long story short, I was on I-19 going the speed limit of everybody else. Somebody rear ended me from behind. I was in the, I was in the fast lane. I spun across the highway towards the shoulder and literally remember it was like it was slow motion spinning myself between cars. Like I should have been, I really should have been hit. Were you, was it like really scaring you or were you going, wee? So I'll be honest, it wasn't scaring me at first because I do love adrenaline and just (laughs) learning how to defensive drive. I I ride a motorcycle, of course I do. So it was interesting because I remember just barely missing the mortar because if anybody knows in Tucson that they're always working on the roads. Yes. <laughs> There's cones everywhere. Even though they suck. Exactly. So I barely missed the mortar that I should have hit. I wiped out a few cones and literally became, was inches away from smashing into a tree. And of course, like I got out, I had to climb over the, to the passenger side to get out of my car. But you have to ask yourself at that moment, 
Should you have hit it? I guess not. Well, you know, really what I was thinking at that moment was how, how effing pissed I was because the guy hit me and drove away. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was afterwards that I sat down and I was like, this was, this had, this was divinely orchestrated. Like I, I should have been smashed to I'm pieces. Here and, I'm here and pissed off, but I'm here and but pissed I'm, off. Yeah. And how the hell did that happen? And so it was interesting because I remember um, reflecting on it that night, really going, how did I survive? No, no scratch, nothing. And, um, and, and I remember I, I was sitting there, but that night when I went to bed, it was literally like I felt like I was having a review of my life up to that point yeah. of when spirit was intervening. And I was, and I was following, right? And I, and it brought me back to like my childhood and the flash, like I say flashbacks, but remembering like the spirit people that I played with. And I was like, okay, so something's really going on here. I was really fortunate (laughs) to be in a speech class with another lady who picked up on the fact that there was, that I was like her. And go ahead. We know our people. Right. And I knew, and I was, and I, you know, and I was really like the best way I could say, I was really attracted to her in the sense, like I knew there was something there. So when you had that, you, you, like you said, you felt like you were spinning around and you could see in slow motion. And then you came out of it and you were out of it and thinking, oh man, this guy left the accident and all that stuff. And you were pissed off, but you were there being able to be pissed off at it. Did Mm -hmm. that did that take you a moment to realize that holy shit? Yeah, it that happened uh, probably when I got it really when it took effect was when I got home and I was in the comfort of my home, happy to be in one piece. You got to, settled. Yes, to continue to be mom to my son and again, like it was just, I it was divinely the, the adrenaline had started coming down at that point. Like like anybody who has an accident, the adrenaline's happen, but the, uh, you, they always tell them the next day you're going to feel that pain. And you do because the adrenaline's gone mm-hmm. and now your body starts feeling the ache. But you got to this point where you were relaxing and all that stuff, and then you actually had time to really think it through. Yeah. And, and, and that was when, and, and then again, like that was when I was like, okay, there's something going on here. And then that night I literally was having like this life review of reminding me right. that I've been really walking this path the whole time, yeah. even though I was trying to push it away. Um, did, did you ever have other instances that also happened to you that tried to wake you up or this was like some people have what they call the near death experience, but you had this experience because they were trying to get you to wake up and go, Hey, you know what? You're something else. Yeah. So I do remember, I do remember it was one time I was probably in my twenties. Um, I was with one of my friends. We had stopped to get gas and again, slow motion, right? Trying to like wake you up, get your attention, pay attention. And there was a really bad car accident that had happened in the intersection. And this car is like, I'm in the car, obviously she's pumping gas and this car is headed straight for me. I don't even think I've ever really showed this story out loud, <laughs> but the car was coming straight for me, like at, a, at like a really high speed. And I just remember um, 
I swear I felt like it was like an angel or something, but I, like I saw someone almost like it was as it was almost like they did something to move the car. And it, it was really weird because last minute it curved, which it shouldn't have because the driver was knocked out right. cold curved miss and completely missed me. And I remember sitting in the car. It missed you just enough. Yes. Just enough by like inches. And I remember sitting in the car thinking, Holy shit. I was like, I could have died, right? There's gas going into the car. This car is coming at us, big explosion. Like now I'm like thinking about this. And I remember my friend jumping into the car and just hugging me going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I really thought you were going to be dead. Are you okay? Are you okay? And you're like, yeah, but. But there wow. was, yeah, but there was kind of like this sense of peace where I knew like, man, this is not my time. And um, so, you know, we, we just drove away, you know, and we did whatever we do at like 20 something years old, but I always go back and I think about that. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I was, I, I was being protected. Like it was like, that was a circumstance that occurred from somebody else and it wasn't my time. Right. I like I was here. So when this happens a couple of times, you got to think to you, but do you think to yourself? I, I had an instant when I was around 21 years old at the mailbox that was next to a major street standing there and a guy just pulled up across the street and he said, Hey buddy, can you tell me how to get to? And I just started to walk across the street going, yeah, you need to go. And he, he looked at me and he went, Oh my God. And I turned my head and I saw a car coming at me. And so I, I literally jumped from the spot I was at over to his car and this car went and stopped. And he, and he's just looking at me. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, Man, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of have and that. But the guy, when the guy was skidding by, he was skidding by, but it was slow motion skidding. Yeah. And, and, and then he stopped in his car sideways, and he's looking back at me. He's like, you okay? I'm like, well, yeah, you didn't hit me. And, but, <laughs> and then the guy left, and then the guy said, man, I'm so sorry. I said, it wasn't your fault. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. But I'm still here. So you need to go down here to the block here and make a left-hand turn. Yeah, I just went home with yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, you just, you just keep giving them directions. But I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. I had another instance where I came home. This is a really bad story. People are going to hear this story, but this was horrible. So uh, we had this dog that was getting older, and she was crapping all over the place in the garage. She wasn't crapping. She was shitting everywhere. So my idea was to, I, I couldn't scrape it all up. So I got a gasoline can, okay? I poured a little bit of gasoline on each one of the spots, and then I lit it on fire to burn it off. But what I wasn't paying attention to was the gasoline had dripped all the way back to the gas can. When I lit it on fire, the flame went right up to the gas can, toppled over, gas poured out, everything got on fire, gas poured up me, I was on fire, I ran out of the garage, stopped, dropped, and rolled. I didn't know how to do that. Put myself out. Nobody was home. Everything in the ha in the garage sections was on fire. I ran and got the hose, and I couldn't get the hose to work. You know why? Because the sprinkler uh. was on the end of it. So I had to hold that thing, and I basically put the fire. I put the whole fire out. Whoa! And the, the neighbor across the street, watching me roll around on the ground on fire, called the police of uh, the fire department. They came there by the time, and I'm sitting there in the driveway going. <sighs> Uh, uh, uh. And they're like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Are, are, you, are, you, are you hurt? No, 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 no. It looks like you're on fire. I was on fire. Oh, where's the fire? I said, I put it out. And I said, oh. I said, we got to check it out. Oh, okay. And they, they bust the hole. I said, why are you busting the whole roof? Well, we got to make sure there's no, nothing burning up here. I said, there's nothing burning. I got it out and stuff like that. But then, you know, when my parents came home, I was 18, 
you know, the uh, the whole garage was black charred, and they wanted to know why, and and because uh, I was trying to burn dog shit off the floor, uh, <laughs> but but the the fire chief came to me. He said, "You had a lucky day today." I said, "I said, well, yeah, yeah." He said, "No, you had a lucky day. Today it had just rained. The humidity was low, so and there was water on the ground, stuff like that. Because the humidity was low." The gas, the gas can should have exploded, and you should be here in a million pieces. Oh my God! And I and I still at that when I was eighteen, I was like, okay. You're like, whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, but now I got to pay for my mom and dad's garage to get fixed and all this shit. But uh, but they took care of it. But anyway, but but I still I was having these same type of experiences, mm-hmm. but I just not, never put two and two together. I didn't put two and two together until. My wife went away on vacation, and she was gone for two weeks. And when she came back, she told me about all her experiences. And then I told her about mine, all the things that were happening in my house, green and red mist pouring out of the wall, skulls and seven-foot skeletons walking around the house and that hat man guy I saw and all that stuff. And she thought something was wrong. Because I'm diabetic, she thought it was maybe my medicine. And oh, yeah. Diabetic psychosis type of thing. But it wasn't because three days later, she started seeing some of the same things. So... And it was then that I was putting things together, because I've always seen them, but I just didn't know why. But now I'm seeing so many. There's got to be something else to it. Yeah, there's something else behind that. Yeah, so I reached out and started looking for other people who could help me. And and (laughs) So is that what you did, or did you just... Um, try to do this on your own. So, I mean, it's still, you know, I still was questioning, I didn't quite understand like what was happening. But again, like I met that really, she's my friend now. Um, I mean, she was my friend then, but we're really good friends now. Right. Um, she, she's still giving you a bunch of hugs. No, Okay. no hugs, <laughs> especially cause I'm not a hugger, <laughs> Right. Gotcha. but, um, she, but it was interesting because like she sniffed me out. It was like, she knew, well, she knew before I put it together and, um, it was, it was literally, I think the next day after the car accident, I had to meet her to give her something. And she graciously said, Hey, I'd really like to help you. Would you like to come over to my house tomorrow afternoon? I was like, sure, let's, I'll go. Yeah, what are you doing? And then we have donuts and punch. Right. (laughs) And then she sat there and like, we sat there for hours and what was really, what was really liberating for me. And then also really like made me realize like, okay, I'm not weird. I'm not strange. I'm normal. (laughs) was when I was able to really just share everything. And it was, and I mean, I was sharing stuff that like I hadn't thought about in years and she was just listening to me. And then she said, well, I'd like to help you and guide you so that you can really come into, to who you're meant to be. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So I, so, you know, I started kind of working with her and then, um, what one of the things that we had decided to do, and this was really during COVID um, was to get a group of us together of like-minded people who all had their own special gift, right? A bunch of weirdos. Yeah, that's right. On a, on a TV, like on a screen, like a TV screen type thing. So we started meeting every week 
And it was just, it was almost like I got this real sense of peace of knowing that I wasn't alone because I think that's the other scary thing is thinking, oh my gosh, all this crazy shit's happening to me and I'm alone in this world. It's it's gotta be only me. Yeah. Like I've heard about other ones, but I feel like it's just me. Like when you have a painful experience, you think you're the only one who's ever broken your leg when other people have, but you don't know because you're not out talking to somebody else. Exactly. Right. You don't know who else broke their leg. You don't know who else has this ability and you don't want to walk up to them and say, Hey, do you see dead people? <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you talk to me telepathically? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. so, so, it was, so that was really helpful to me. And then it just, it was almost like as soon as I said, Hey, this is what I am. It was just like everything opened up to me. And then I, I met her cousin. Um, me and her cousin have become really good friends and she was really, she's really been like my guide like really helped me to hone in on stuff, help like me a, understand stuff. Like a mentor? Type yeah. And, um, and, and it was just like, literally it just took off from there. And, um, I started really hearing again. I started seeing again. Like I was able to understand that the, the, this weird thing that I'm feeling is not because I'm bipolar. It's because I'm sensing and feeling spirit or other people's emotions. Did someone else tell you that you're yes. bipolar? <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, you know, I would always, I, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I like when I was really, I, when I pushed it away, it was really coming back up, I guess, as like a sign of like anxiety or that I was always on this high, like I wouldn't sleep. Um, and, um, so it was suggested like, maybe you should go talk to someone, Yeah. you know? And I'm like, okay. So I go talk to, I go talk to a shrink and they're like, Hey, you're bipolar, but you're bipolar with mania. So mania, I was a hypomaniac is how they labeled me. Um, and hypomania means you're just always on this high, and, um, you're never coming down. You're yeah. Always, you're, reason why? Because you're full of a lot of energy. That, Whoa. Right. I w- you know, I would get like two hours of sleep. I mean, I still kind of do that. And then I'm like, good to go. And, you know, when somebody labels you like that, then again, you know, you already know that you're, you're weird. And now you're weirder because you have this label. They label you because that enables them to build that on the insurance. Right. To make money off of it. Yeah. So I really walked around for quite some time thinking that I was a hypomaniac. And then when I really started learning, when I started learning about it and learning how to use it, it was interesting because everything, all that mania or that anxiety that I was feeling really like dissipated. It went away because now I was learning how to control it instead of letting it control me. And now I'm like bipolar, right? I'm just, I'm just spirit led. Like I, I used to think the same thing, I, but it wasn't hypomaniac for a while there. I thought maybe I was just a nymphomaniac, but that's different. Oh, that's, that's what, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> we all have our issues. Go we ahead. do. We all have yeah. our thing. Yeah. 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 It doesn't but, work out. But, um, but yeah, so it's just, it was just interesting. And then like, you know, I, I have worked in like mental health and so, the social services. Right. So that would have gave you some background yeah. to figure out yourself, correct? Right. So, well, well, yes and no, because, you know, when you're working in mental health and then you hear all these diagnoses and you're like, yeah, I really do think that I'm a lot like that. You yeah. begin to believe that, right? Yeah. But now as I reflect back and I think of like a lot of people that were like on my caseloads or that I helped, I'm like, "Mm, I don't think that there was something wrong with them. Like, I really think that they were gifted and they just didn't know 
right? They just didn't know what it was. Or there's the other extreme part of it where you go, man, my life is really not that bad. <laughs> right. right, yeah. Next, I, next, yeah. I really am a good mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I did do that. But um, but yeah, so it just kind of took off from there. And um, one of the things that I do realize about me, and I think this is just part of my personality, very quick learner. Like if, if something happens, it happens to me quickly, I get it and I keep going. Right, um, right on. It, so I have been very fortunate in that way. Um, cause you know, I, I have taken classes to kind of just learn about it or like learn how to use it right. the right to way to develop it. Yeah. And, um, not that I'm like bragging or like, I'm all great, but then there's like mediums who've done it, you know, psychics and mediums that have done it forever. And we go to learn something and I'm like, Oh, here it is. Yes. And they're like, Oh, you must've been doing this for years. And I'm like, well, not really. <laughs> yeah. I, In that sense. I get that. Uh, like one before I, I wrote a book, so but before I wrote the book, I came in contact with somebody at a festival and I was telling her all the stuff that I have going on and all these things I can do and all that stuff. And she's like, oh my God, how, how you've been doing this for years and years and years, right? I said, no, this has all happened to me in the last two and a half years. Yeah. She said, what? I said, yeah. She said, you need to write a book. And I was like, you think? I've been she told said, that too. Yeah, you need to yeah. write a book so people can know this. And, and I was like okay, but how do I do that? She said, oh, just start writing some stuff down and, oh. and, and write it all. I was like, okay. But I, I didn't actually get to doing that until about two years after that because, again, life gets in the middle of right. things, you know. We, well, you still have to have the human experience. Yes, yeah, like, you still got to live your life. Yeah. But luckily for me, but no such thing as luck, uh, a lot of the stuff that actually came into the book were things that actually happened in those next couple of years as well. So, because Spirit told me I was going to write a book, like, as we talked about when you get a message, they showed me a cartoon in, mm -hmm. in uh, meditation, and it was an older man, looked like me, because I'm older, and uh, he had a beard, but he was wearing this, uh, like, robe thing, but he had these, scroll these scrolls, and he's writing on the scrolls, and I was like, oh, and I, but for me in meditation, I don't have to be quiet, actually, I can actually talk like this mm -hmm. to them and get answers. Mm -hmm. Me too, an active meditation is kind of like right what I like to call it, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that uh, definition. Now I'm going to use it. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just say what it is. And, uh, but uh, I'm going to steal a lot of shit from you, lady. Sorry. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I saw that. And I said, oh, he's writing something. And then I got touched for yes. And then I said, oh, what's that all about? And then they showed me another picture of a piece of paper in front of my face. And it had my handwriting on it. And I was like, that's my handwriting. Yes. And I said, what, do you want me to write a book? And then I just got, yes, 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 yes. And I was like, about what? And then I heard about you and I was like what's that what good is that going to do and they said it's going to help other people yeah and I said oh now I get it so if I write my story and other people see that if they are going through the same things I'm going through and I say inside the book if you're having these things happen to you go find your people so you don't feel so weird around other people find your people who accept you and then you'll be able to learn some things and then become maybe this or not. But, you know, it, it's going to help you at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's what they said. And they said, yes, yes, yes. That's what we want you to do. But then they also gave me a bunch of messages to chat. They ch I channeled through. I wrote them down and they said, I said, what do you want me to do with that? And they said, it goes in the end of the book. I was like, oh, because we have a message for people, too. And I was like, OK. So that's what I did in the book. But, yeah, it took me actually four years to get to that point where I actually wrote it. But when they brought it to me like that, 
again, these things are going to... Not every time you get a message doesn't mean always that it needs to happen right then and there. Right. It needs to happen in the time that it's supposed to happen. And their time and our time are two different things. I was going to say is nothing. Well, I guess that, you know, speaking of time, that goes back to like, you know, when I take these classes or like when I, I still take classes because I enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fun for me. <laughs> And I, 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 I'm a nerd. I, I like classes and, read, and reading and studying. So I don't, I don't read. You, you, I've only read three books in my life. And you know, the last book I read was my own because I had to make sure everything was correct. And my wife is the reader. She reads four or five, six books a, a day or a week and reads about everything. If someone I have on my show has a book or something like that and they say, oh, you should read my book. I go, I don't read books. But my wife will read it for me and tell me all about it. So she does. You see, your wife's a good lady then. Yeah. Because yeah. so. yeah, that sounds like me. I have two books going right now. I read them. And I'm not going to say simultaneously, but I'll read one for a little bit, read That'll the other be a one. Hard. <laughs> and then I read probably about three or four books a week. I just love to read. It's, and, I, and it's a good escape for me, too. Apparently, I'm attracted to nerds. Cause, yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone I've ever been out with loves to read. Yeah. Me, yeah I, if it doesn't have pictures, I don't want to see it. You know, I wait for the movie. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of want to go back to, you know, the purpose and the reason for you writing your book, right? Because people can relate to your story. And that was one of the things that really did help me was I really started reading these books about, like, mediumship, um, I started reading books about, uh, you know, psychic ability or like other psychics or, sure. you know, or people who channel. Like I just, I started reading everything. Like I was just so voracious for information and just to understand. But the thing that I really got out of it was people are, people are like me and I'm like them. Yes. And yes. I had that same experience and I was like, I needed that. I hate to say I needed that validation, but I just needed to know right. that, that it's normal. Right. Like there's. There's so many people that walk around on this earth that have this yeah. gift. They don't share it because they don't want to get judged or, you know. Yeah, or, or I did a reading with a girl one time and told her she had all this and what she had going on. But she chose to be 26 instead. Yeah. And she just wanted to live her 26-year-old life and, all, and go out and party and all that. And I said, that's fine. That's yeah, up that's, to you. You can do that. <laughs> and you can still do this, too. She's like, no, I don't want to do this. And yeah. I said, that's fine, too. If you don't want to do it, don't worry. They'll wake somebody else up. Right. And then somebody else will come in. They'll turn it. that yeah. switch on. Yeah, there's always somebody else out there that they, they want to they wanna bring to them. But, yeah, it's, like we said, you know, it's not for everybody. But So, um, so I kind of digress because I realized I started going on to that, but I wanted to kind of go back to the classes. No, but right? that, that's good because, see, I, I took one class, but I had sort of a bad experience with it. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, because we were doing an experiment. She was in the class, too. She was with, they wanted us to choose up with partners, okay? So I had, I had to choose this one lady. She was the last one. And she, and she said, I, she said oh, yeah, I'll be your partner. I said, okay. They wanted us to sit across from each other and project something to each other, and then hopefully they would pick up on it, right? Mm -hmm. It was it's being held by a professional medium. He worked at this place called Lilydale up in the... Oh, yeah, I know where, I know where you're talking about. Yeah, so we we thought this was going to be cool. So so I said to the girl, I said, are we supposed to hold hands? She said, I don't know. I said, well, well, well let's just try that. I said, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? She said, you can just go first. And I said, okay. So uh, and everybody else was in the class. Did you scare the shit out of her? Well... <laughs> Um, so I <laughs> held her hands and just like the other people, she looked like she got electrocuted with oh. electricity, but then she started talking, Oh! but it wasn't her. 
It was what you were channeling, right? Right. Wow. And the person was telling me my complete entire story of me since I was a child up until now. And then not just that, that person also told me that I would be moving out west here. Uh, they said in the beginning it would be New Mexico, but then a year ago they told us it's changed, you're going to Arizona. And then, but they told me the way things are going to happen, what was going to happen. They told me, like, as I see spirit now, or my, I see my spirit guides around me to the sides of me, eventually I will see them in front of me and they'll be having face to face conversations. And about six months ago, I'm able to start seeing them in front of me now. Wow. And then, so everything that they told me was going to happen happened. But what at, at the end of that conversation was, I asked, who was here talking to me? But the whole entire time that this is going on, the teacher's standing right behind me. I don't see him because I'm paying attention to the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, Who, who's speaking to me? And he says, it's, it's I, Daniel, Jesus Christ. I said, hi, how are you? He said, I'm good, how are you? I said, I don't know. Uh, you're telling me lots of stuff here. And he said, well, it's going to be a lot for you to take in, but you'll go home and you and your wife will discuss this and, and go through it. And, but everything that's, I'm telling you about is going to happen. And he said, do you have any questions for me? I said, no, I think I'm good. You, I think you told me everything. He said, all right. He said, I love you. Have a great day. And that was it. And then the girl, she woke up and she started bursting into tears. And I was like, did you see that? Did you hear that? She said, it was like they put me in another room. And I could see, she said, I didn't even say anything about Jesus. And she said, I could see Jesus Christ standing there talking to you and a bunch of archangels standing around him talking to you because he said he's going to become a part of you. And I was like, yeah, I didn't understand that part either. She said, from what I gather, he's actually going to become a part of you. Like, It was literal. <laughs> he's literal. He's going to meld with you. And I was like, oh, like, you know, Spock. She said, yeah, but no. And, and then as we were talking, the teacher goes, what's going on here? And I was like, I looked back and I said, it looks like I was having a conversation with Jesus Christ. He said, I didn't want you to do that. It's not what I asked you to do. I wanted you to do something mm-hmm. else. And I said, do you want to tell Jesus Christ that? Because I think he wanted me to have a conversation with him. And he's like, but it's not what I wanted you to do. And I said, well, do you want to tell Jesus Christ that's his fault and not mine? Really? And he, and he looked at me and said, we're just going to do something else. And he got all aggravated and walked away. And But everybody in the class heard the whole conversation. Everybody stopped doing what they were doing and were sitting there with their mouths open like, holy crap, Jesus Christ is here talking to this guy. I mean, she was in there going, everybody. But the teacher was angry. A little bit of ego in the way there? Yeah, I I think so. So so from that experience, even though I knew I had to be there to have this experience Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but since then I have not taken... We we were involved with this lady who put the group together. Mm -hmm. She did an intuition class, and we were going to that, and that's the only thing I was doing. But I never went to any other classes... But then again, after that, when I, when I, you and I talked before and I said how I got spoken to, mm-hmm. other times I would ask them, they always told me, I said, you know, can I, should I have a mentor? No. Should I go to a class with this? No. What do I do if I want answers? You ask us. Just ask. Yeah. Yeah, I ask. hear that too. Just, just ask. Just ask. That's all you have to do. We're, we're, it's coming from God, so this is, <laughs> this is where you're getting information. Right. So I never did take another class from that. Other also, I don't read other people's books or read books about it because 
I, I just feel inside, and I know that's who it is, uh, that if I do that, it's going to possibly dilute the way that I do things or the way that I get my information or the way that I deliver a message to someone. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't do it. But I do tell people, like with you, if that's what you feel you need to do, it's because spirit and your soul is telling you to do right. this. Follow through with it. If they're guiding you to do with it, follow through with it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of times I think, oh, I don't really need this class. And then it's like, I go to take it and they're like, yeah, okay, take it nerd. <laughs> like, I'm like, I just want to do it. Um, do you, wear, do you wear nerdy glasses for that? Do you I do have nerdy glasses. I, I have lots of pairs of glasses because I love them. <laughs> but um, but you know what I find is fascinating? Because um, I don't go, I don't really want to go there to judge, I like judge myself, like, no. like judge myself against them or judge other people. I find it fascinating to see how other people work. Like, yes. it's just, it do, blows my mind. Yeah. I, I, um, like, I like to watch other readers sometimes just to see how yeah. they do Because the first person who wanted, who told me, I had five mediums I went to who told me about me, but one of them said, I want you to come to my show to see how I do things. And I didn't understand what she meant by that, but I do now. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you, you take what works for you, throw away what doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things, and I get told this all the time because I'm going to kind of go back to, like, I pick up stuff really quickly. It's almost like the information comes in and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I kind of I find the things that I need till I get it. And then I'm like, I'm off and running. Yeah. And I run into a lot. And, and I run into this in the classes. You know, you run into people and you do something. They're like, oh, you must have been doing this forever. And I'm like, well, technically, really have been dived into it like the last two and a half, maybe three years. And they tell me, oh, well, you're still developing. You haven't had enough time. And I'm thinking, but there is no such thing as time. No. And, and you can't tell me how long I need. You're right. You can't tell, she can't tell you what you need to learn because even when you take the classes, maybe not everything in the class is going to sit with you, but right. there's going to be something. Right. right? And you're learning. And I, and, and I, I just find that so fascinating. I actually got told that yesterday by another medium, um, she had asked, well, how long have you been doing this? And I gave her, I told her, you know, the last two and a half, three years, I've really dove in. She goes, oh, well, you're still developing. Wow. And I'm like, well, we're all still learning. Like you could be a medium for 40, 50 years and you still have to, like, you're still learning. It's a, it's a continual you know, development. You should have took a selfie and said, look, I'm pretty developed lately. <laughs> And I'll, woo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I'm not but, developing. But I always find that comment like so fascinating because I would never tell somebody who just started I'd be like, "Oh, well, you're just developing." But you, you, like, you may be way better than what I can deliver. Like, right. no, there's no. T I don't feel like there's a timeline. No, it's just constant development, right? Something yes. new is always coming in. And, yes. So I always find that interesting. But a lot of times, every class that I go to, somebody says that. They're like, oh, my gosh, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, mm, like two and a half, three years. And they're like, oh, you're still developing. Almost like that's the excuse to not allow me to be where I'm at or who I am. At least you get that. So I get the opposite end of it sometimes Where I, when I was going to the intuition class. The teacher, who was apparently my friend, asked me to stop coming to the class because I was getting so much of it right that I was scaring the other students. Oh. She said, you're too much of a developed medium to come to my class. I said, but I'm coming to your class to learn. And she said, yeah, but you're scaring everybody. Could you please not come? And oh, my like, gosh. I was like, wow, yeah. But but the, that same lady who was in... in, in who was the leader of the group as well. She's the one who actually disbanded the group 
But uh, we, I ran it. I was, she was going to be at one of these festivals. My first festival I was going to do. My professional career starting, and uh, and I, I I told her I said, hey, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you because I knew she goes there anyway. But I didn't tell her I was going to be a vendor. So I, I I we got done setting up, and I walked around, and I saw her there. And this was some good karma, sort of. And I walked up, and she said, she first thing she did was she looked and she saw my badge that I was a vendor. She was surprised that I was a vendor, but how could she? Because she was one of the people who was helping me to develop. So And she, kicked you out because you were too good. Yeah, so <laughs> I became competition poor. Because, yeah. Because she had this thing where she had some, some she would do ghost hunting, and, and we went to a class to, to watch her do all this stuff. And she put this video up and the sound up with it. And I picked out another voice and another spirit in that video that she didn't. And she was like, oh, I got to re rewind that. And I was like, yeah, it's right in this spot here. And this one, this one. And everybody else was like, oh, my God, you're right. It is in there. And and, but she got mad because I, I was overriding her job. But right. I even offered to, to come to the things with her, but she didn't want me to because, again, she thought I was trying to steal her thunder. I'm not. Right. I was just trying to help her. So... Uh, when I saw her at the at the event, I walked up and said, "Hey, Carol!" And she she came up to me, and then she saw my badge. So instead of keep taking more steps forward, she kind of like stopped in the middle of it, which made caused me to kind of trip towards her. And I knocked her coffee clear out of <gasps> her hand. It went all over the place, and she's freaking out. And I'm like trying to hold on to her and give her a hug while she's trying to clean catch her carpet or oh, her she, coffee. She got, and her, her 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 boyfriend slash slave is trying to pick it up. And then she's she's trying to pick it up, and I'm trying to help her. My wife comes over, grabs me by the arm, and says, "Come on, let's go." And I was like, "What's wrong?" She's like, "After we get out, she's like, she had such a look of horror on her face. She was so angry at you for doing that." I said, "I was just trying to give her a hug and say hello, and I'm, I was glad to see her." And but mm -hmm. she just took it a, another way, and but. Unfortunately, they, they, they sometimes do take. So when a person says to you, oh, you're just developing. Well, maybe I am, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the way that you develop things. We all learn things at a different pace. Everyone does. And in a different way. Right, in a different yep. way. So there's nothing wrong with that. But to say that, that's kind of like they're trying to say in a demeaning way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I only picked up one thing here, and, and sorry, but that's just how I have to do it for me. Because like I tell people when I'm helping them to, to try to move forward with this and develop, and I always tell them, you're going to pick up, you're going to do things the way it works for you. Right. And what works for you does not always work for me. We all have abilities, but we all, all of our abilities are different, you know. I see spirit all day long, but I know mediums who have never seen spirit, and they tell me if they've seen a spirit, it would scare the shit out of them. But all you're just seeing is a person that's just not in this meat suit anymore. Right? They're, just, they're still walking around. So what's to be scared of? I said, "There's, the, but there's bad ones." I said, "There's bad people here." Who <laughs> I was going to say, "What's the difference between?" <laughs> what's the difference? You know, yeah. the, only, the only thing that's keeping them from being around you is you can hide in your house where with spirit they're all around you all yeah. the time. So so yeah, so but I I don't understand that was the one thing that was hard for me in this I hate to call it a business. I don't like to call them clients. I you know I don't understand 
why is there a competition? I don't, I don't understand that either. There's an, there's enough spirit going around to have a million, million mediums. <laughs> like, gazillion. Yeah. Like I, I e- don't understand that either. Ego. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they get caught up into it so much that they think they are the coolest medium or they get caught into it so much that, Oh, well, now I can charge 500 bucks an hour because I can get information that you can. And if you want it, I'll get it to you. But you know what? As long as you give me the money so I can go out and now buy a BMW, I'm great. But if you don't, I don't care. I'll find somebody else that will. Right. No, you're you're to help people and and helping them is not trying to squeeze every dime out of their pocket. Yeah. They're they're just like you. You're just a little bit more closer to what they're trying to be, you know? Well, you know, you're just a little bit more aware. Yeah. Um, so when I first started, I did, um, get a, I did get a, a mentor and she was actually really wonderful because, you know, I had this mentor and then I was taking classes and a lot of like, like the gentleman who got really upset at you because, you know, Jesus was, <laughs> Jesus was talking to you, talking to everyone really. Yeah. Um, you know, they try to put you in these really rigid boxes, like, um, and I'm going to use this example, yes. like, you know, for mediumship, you have to say whether it's a male or a female, you have to say how they died. You have to say what their job or their hobby was. And, you know, they give you this lit, like this checklist And in the beginning, I really struggled with that because for me, my readings are really about the essence of the person, the, the, you know, the relationship that they had together. And, and, and I also run into a lot of people like they know how they died. They don't need the, the details that are like the gory details of like how they died. So death is not even a a thought in their mind. They know death is just a step to the next place. Yeah. I I always tell them, you know, when people have dreams, oh, when I'm talking to my mom and dad, I want to talk to about their death. Why do you want to talk? Why? They already experienced it. They're done with it. They just want to talk about regular stuff with you. Yeah. And I say, and I say, you ever notice when you talk to death about them, they actually leave your dream. They say, yeah, why does that? I said, because they don't want to talk. Yeah, they don't want to. It's not important to them. It isn't. And so I really struggled with that in the beginning. Um, and then I did, like, I found that I found this mentor. She was, she's an Australian, um, medium and she was wonderful because she was like the first one that said, you know, you don't need to do this checkbox. You know, you just, you just need to share spirit's story and what it is that they want to convey. And it was almost like it was so liberating to me because, you know, I was like, oh, I really have to go through this list. Hold on. I have a male here. He died of a heart attack. He used to work in a factory. And it's it like that's not meaning like if I had a reading, that wouldn't be meaningful to me. I'd be like, yeah, no shit. I already know that. Like, tell me what tell me what we shared together. Right. And so she was really wonderful to work with and she had the same philosophy too like there almost like there's not enough mediums for for spirit sure and that we're not in competition and i thought oh this is like this is really what i was i've been needing to hear because i feel like that's my mindset on how this is supposed to be yet i'm coming up against all these people who who don't think that way right you found your person yeah. And so she really helped guide me. Really, she helped guide me until I like got up and running. And then um, she was kind of like, well, if you feel like you need to come back to me, you can almost you like, right. yeah, almost like she like set me free. Right. So I uh, still, so when I take these classes, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll follow your rules. But then, you know, when we get one-on-one and there's nobody watching us, I'm like, here's what I really want to tell you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah the, the, they w- the spirit has enough to say. Yeah, they have plenty. You don't have to ask them. Oh, um, 
can you tell me something else? I mean, I'm, I'm, they want to hear something else. I want to hear that. But the Spirit has plenty to say. They want to tell them something. They, they always want some, or as I always tell people, you may not get the reading you want, but you will get the reading we you need. need. Yes, you're going to get the information that you need that's going to help you get through your life. Like the lady who wanted to go on the cruises, you need to save your money and, and take uh-huh. care of that first, not worry about cruises, you know, or they're not going to come and fix your life. You, you're going to have to do that yourself, but they'll help you do that, but you have to listen and follow through. Right. But uh, yeah, they, they always want, because people want what they want, <laughs> and they always want one particular answer because that's, what's, that's what they want to hear, and they don't want to hear nothing else. Uh, a lady I did a reading for wanted to hear... Uh, uh, from her son, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I was not getting up any, I was not getting any um, uh, message that it was her son, but I was just getting a message that mm-hmm. she, hold, she, even though he died, she holds, she has a party for him every year. So all the friends can yeah, celebrate. celebrate. But they don't celebrate his life, they just, they're, they're woe is me all the time. So, so I told her, I said, you don't need to have an, a party again. He doesn't want you to keep having parties. You don't have to, because you're trying, I said, you're, what you're doing is you're seeking attention. You're not doing it for your son. You're doing it for your own selfishness. And I said, he doesn't want you to do that. You know, he wants you to celebrate his life, but you don't have to continuously have a party. I said, but by the way, you're not going to have another party this year. That's for sure. And she's like, oh no, I'm having it. I said, no, you're not having another party. Again, that was in January of 2020. Right. <laughs> and the party was it was going to be in April. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but, but yeah, I, but I kept telling her, you know, sh- she says, well, who's telling you this? I said, I'm not sure who it is that's telling me, but I'm just telling you the feeling I'm getting is they don't want you to continue to have a party for him. You need to get over this and you need to move on because mm-hmm. every time you have the party, all you do is sit around and cry about your son. And your son does not want you to cry about him. Yeah. He wants you to be happy for him and then continue moving on with your life because what you're not doing is you're not living your life. You you focus on planning this whole party for a year and what you don't do is go out and have human experience. Yep. And she couldn't understand that until after the fact when she came to me and said, yeah, I didn't have the party. I said, yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, I know you weren't going to have it, but... But you, but you're not under, still not understanding the meaning. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it next year. I said, mm. let it go. He wants you to let it go. You know, that's interesting that you brought up. You brought up an interesting point, right? Because I totally, I mean, I totally <clears throat> get grief. I totally understand it. It's hard. And you know, because um, a lot of the messages that I get is, you need to continue on. Like, if yes. you want to celebrate them, it's by continuing your life. Yes. They want you to continue li- living. And, you know, and sometimes you get those questions that you're like, really, you're, you're wanting to know this. And, and a lot of times the answers I get is, I don't care what you do. That's not important. Right. And, um, but that's the one message I think people really struggle with because I feel like we've been so conditioned that, yes. oh my gosh, somebody died. You have to be miserable for years. And yes. that's not what they want. No. They want you, they, they want you to know that they're okay. You need to be okay and to keep going. Yes. And I, that's one of the things that I always, like I give it and I struggle that they, it, and I, and I get it. Like we as mediums see things, I mean, we see things way differently, right? I mean, we see things that, Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, 
it's hard for me. I struggle with trying to convey that in a way that they would understand. I guess the way that I understand it or how spirit understands or how you would understand it. Right. Right. Is you just need to go out and celebrate your life. Like, like go out and you know, they're not going to care that you found a new husband. They just, the, what they want to know is that your heart is joyful and happy and you know, and you're doing, you're doing life. Yeah. I used to have a, a, a cat years ago for like 16 years. And then when I got a new cat, I used to think to myself, this is before I was aware of all this, that is it, is my other cat going to be okay with me loving another cat? But they are because yeah. again, it's all about love. They want you to love something else and still have something in your heart that's going to carry you through. Right? They, they want. I have a woman who comes on my live show who keeps asking me questions about her dead husband. Does do you think my husband? Uh, is okay with me doing with this. Yeah. And I keep having to reassure her every single time. And this has been going on for three years. Yes, he's happy with you doing this. He <laughs> has no ill will towards you. He wants you to do this. But what he also wants you to do is live your life and stop sitting around pondering if your dead husband wants you to continue living your life. Right. Oh, they, I've had those conversations they, many times. They just too. don't seem to get it. You yeah. Know? And, and even though they're aware... And they're aware I'm actually getting them answers, but they're still not getting, getting it. Yeah, I, I, get, I run into that a lot. And I think that's the one thing that I really struggle with because it's almost like I wish that I could just take my essence and stick it in them so that right. they would understand it. And once they understand it, you know, just kind of like take it back. Right. But yeah, that's the one thing that is really hard. I, I've really noticed for people to understand because I do get that. So if, if I if I do this, will my husband be okay with it? I'm dating this new guy. Is, is he okay with that? Does he hate him? And I'm like, there's no hate. There's no. only love. Like, yes. like they just, they just want, they just, they just good want that things. love, like yeah. good things to happen for you. You know, um, I never really understood. I thought that I did, like I understood what love was, but I didn't until I really connected with spirit because, you know, one of the wonderful it's things. It's a different kind of love. Yes. Cause one of the so things. Pure. So pure. Um, and they allow you to feel it. Like that's the one thing that uh, maybe I'm a little bit addicted to it, <laughs> but yeah, like I, to connect I, with that love yeah. and to connect with them, mm-hmm. I can feel that love. And I always tell people like, I never really knew what I knew. I knew about love. I mean, I read about it and you know, I watched the movies about it, but I never knew what love really was right. until connecting with spirit. Oh, I even have chills about that right now. Cause yeah. they're like, they're like, yep, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the, as my, my, our angels will tell me, you know, they always talk to me about stuff and they tell me about something bad that may be happening in the future. But like people, when they ask about something that's happened in the future and they talk about something bad, they're complaining about it. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But you don't get that. You just get okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what I want you to do. Prepare for it. Right. And, and, and just do the best you can and everything will be okay. Yeah. And, and it's so, and when you get that, oh, no, I'm getting a goosebumps now. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 you know that it's always about best intentions. It's yeah. It's about trying to help you and, and, and don't worry so much. And, and when you let go of that stuff go, you'll, you'll, you'll feel how differently, you'll think differently about mm-hmm. everything you're, you're looking at in front yeah. of you and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, trying to convey that to other people who don't feel it, who don't feel it. Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so hard. Um, yeah. and you know, I'm just like any other person, like I, I worry, I start worrying about stuff, right. Cause 
Like I'm human. I'm going to worry. I'm but, sure. Like you probably worry about how am I going to get that off that top shelf? Cause I'm so short. Right. Well, that's how I, oh, that's why I have a six, two son. Right. <laughs> I'm uh, like, Hey, yeah. but, but I mean, like, I, I just want people to understand like, like I, like I worry about things too, but then when I'm able to like really connect with spirit and it's like that love that comes through that yes. lets you know, it's going to be okay. Yes. It's this like, it, it's just like, I'm like, Oh, everything's uh, going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I don't need to sit there for hours, like reeling through my head going, Oh my gosh, is this going to happen? This, oh, what about this? What about that? And, um, you know, it's so comforting to me because it brings me back to my childhood, right? Playing with the tea set and being with them and going, Oh, everything is okay. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. Like yeah. I'm never alone. And, right, um, you're absolutely. You're never alone. Never. Even even me being a medium and getting a whole bunch of answers, I still tend to some sometimes not all the time overthink things. Yeah. Yeah. Because but, again, we were we were trained to do that. We were right? conditioned to do that. But uh, but then I had to go. Oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing that? And then I'm able to talk myself right. out of that stuff. And that's what I try to convey to other people. When you think you're about to do something bad, think about it first. And and don't. Ask yourself, is this good for me or is this not good for me? And let yourself answer yourself. Yeah. Don't let somebody else answer it for you because they don't really know who you are. You know who you are. They just want to give you some bad advice. But uh, yeah. do, you, do you ever get the one all big question from uh, your the people? Um, Kelly, am I going to meet my soulmate? All the time. All the time. And you know what I tell them? Yeah. And you probably already have because a soulmate does not mean the person that you fall in love with. It is the person that is your mirror that you connect with that will help you grow. Right. Or it could be your dog. Right. Your cat. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just another soul that worked well with you back in home. And now you're both here back yep. again. You meet up together. Yeah. It doesn't always have or, to be someone you fall in love with. Or am I, I think I met this person that might be my twin flame. Is, love, it, is this I, my I, twin flame? I love that new saying, twin yeah. flame. Twin yeah. flame. And yeah. I and I get that if you look it up, it'll tell you the two different things. But, it, you know, like a soulmate is this and a twin flame is this. But in my mind, I'm like, they're souls. Yeah. A soul is a soul and it's a the soul, same thing. Souls, and, that's it. <laughs> and if yours is on fire, let me throw my glass of water on you. <laughs> right. You're going to get the sprinkler yeah. <laughs> like you did when you were I 18. Love, I, I'll, I'll see the person goes, oh, Daniel, I met my... I met my soulmate and all those stuff and great. And then I see them two years later. And I go, how's your soulmate doing? Oh, that piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I found out he was actually screwing around with the uh, bridesmaid during the right. wedding and blah, 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 blah. I say, oh, so he was really your soulmate. Huh? No, you don't get the concept of it. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all about the concept. Yeah, it's someone who's finishing your senses and all that stuff. But you also, you do you do everything together and everything always works great together. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always mean you're going to be in love with that person. Right. It you work well together you know and you can have more than one more than one soulmate and i think that's the other thing they don't understand like you may come into this lifetime and have like 10 soulmates right whereas like your friend may have two but there's there's like you can connect with so many there you you can connect with so many souls that are your soulmates right and so sometimes when i get that question am i going to meet my soulmate i'll be like well which one do you want to know about because you have this many people right. that connect with your soul. And they're right. like, oh my gosh, you mean there's going to be like this many people loving me? No, no, no. You're talking about your soulmate. Right. Like if you want to know if you're going to meet your partner, that's different. different. Yeah. But your soulmate or your twin flame. Well, I they they ask the question, am I ever going to find love again? 
Well, you will if you get up off your ass and pull your thumb out and, and go out and find somebody. <laughs> and take action, right? Yeah, but if, you, if you're not being proactive, that's what I tell my wife all the time, that we have to be proactive. If you're yes. not being proactive, it's not just going to come to you. You know, yeah. you you actually have to get on the dating site to do that. You know, you might kiss a few frogs, yeah. but, you know. You have to go out. Right. Um, my favorite thing that meet I get someone. oftentimes, and it does come from men, am I going to meet a really, like, athletic, petite blonde? And I always tell them, well, my well, because my spirit guides are pretty funny. They're very direct and funny because yes. that's what I get, right? I yes. understand that. They Like, I'll hear, like, yes. And they, they'll be like, really? And I'll be like, yeah, you know, you've met several of them. And what they don't understand is what the, what is it that you're asking for? Because if you're asking for a, a yeah, a blonde that's like athletic, am I going to meet them? Yeah, you probably met her yesterday at the bar, but are you like, what is it specifically? That's the one thing um, that people don't understand is that also too, if you're going to ask spirit for something, be specific, tell them right. what it is that you want. Right. Not that I want some hot blonde like this and that. I want to meet someone. Well, you're going to meet them because that's what you asked for. Yeah, you meet people all day long. Yeah. You, you met her yesterday. Oh, yeah, I did meet her. Did you say anything to her? No. no. Well, then that's not my issue. That's your <laughs> yeah. issue. You should have said something. You met them. You thought it was pretty good. Like, Why not talk? And so I always try to tell them, I'm like, spirit wants you to like, especially if it's for a partner, because, you know, you always get those love questions. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, don't ask for like, I want, like, again, the hot blonde with like that, with the skinny waist, the big rack, because that's not really what spirit is. They want you to talk about, they want you to ask for, I really want somebody who is loving. This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson with part one of Medium to Medium. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss part two. For more information about Kelly, visit her at www.kellyboyer.org or on Facebook and Instagram under kellyboyer.org. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.